afternoon, whatever time day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Day today is the 8th of November, year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James, before we get into any Pistons talk today, I just want to quickly get this out. Maybe you'll share the sentiment that I'm about to express If you are listening to this on the day that it is released, which again is Tuesday, November 8th, 2022. Go vote. Get out and vote today. Exercise your constitutional right to a fair and democratic process and uh, get out and vote whatever state it is that you are living in. Uh, Hopefully you were able to get away from work. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, you've already done it. Maybe you're on your way to the polling station right now, but get out and do it. Tomorrow should be... um, er voting day should be a holiday people shouldn't have to work it should be a federal holiday i think yeah. that's that's not really a bipartisan issue either i think most people would probably agree on that we have columbus day yeah but we can't have the day off to go which vote. by the way Let's can i get, yeah go ahead. No, no 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 can i just say i just learned this morning that we had daylight savings the other night i thought we got rid of that we still doing that yeah and i'm glad I thought we canned that like six months ago. I thought the last time we did it forwards or back, spring forwards, spring back, whatever it is, I thought we were like, hey, let's just stop doing this. There was discourse about it. I I like it. Like, I don't like waking up and it's dark. I like waking up and it's light. Did we lose or do we go forward or backwards? I had no idea. We we gained an hour of sleep. So right now, oh. if we were recording this last week, it would have been 158. Whoa. Yeah, I had no idea. So I learned yeah. that and my like someone was mentioning it offhand and I was like, well, that doesn't matter anymore. And they're like, no, it does. We just did it. Anyways, James, the Pistons have played a few games since our last episode. As of, again, this recording, uh, the Thunder game hasn't happened by the time you're listening to it. The Thunder game has already happened. So unfortunately, if anything cool happens, we won't be able to talk about that until next week. We have, uh, an, we have an agenda on this pod. We do. But before we get to that, I want to do a quick little, uh, hey, you got to be on Bally Sports Detroit, and they got to, you got to have them put the Bunny Cardigan show on your little Chiron under your name. I always love seeing you on TV with Johnny. Is that what it's called, Chiron? What's yeah. Chi- I've never heard that word. So I guess maybe a Chiron's a little bit different. I guess it's kind of interchangeable. This is television speak for if you're watching a documentary and the camera is on somebody talking, and then it'll say, you know, James Edwards III. Uh, reporter uh, from The Athletic. That's your little Chiron. That, I didn't know the, that was the, the word. Yeah, the text that pops up underneath. is that. Do you but live, you, do you live on the ground floor? I have a basement-level apartment, so yes, you will see people did, intermittently walking That was the first time me. I ever just saw a shadow, and I like almost told you, like, watch out. <laughs> yeah, no, there have been times in a few of my YouTube videos where uh, because of the angling, it's right in front of the window, so sometimes people will just walk right behind me, and I won't have any idea until after the recording is already done, and then I kind of want to cut it out because there's people walking in my shot, and it always <laughs> looks a little bit weird. But uh, Yes, I, I did Bally. Um, they, they got the dynamic duo, me and Johnny back together. Um, it had been a while. I don't think I've done, I don't think I had done Bally since pre COVID. They were obviously for, for the 2020 season, they obviously didn't do it. And then last year was still a little funky. So I don't think I'd done it pre COVID. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. Always good. To, I always appreciate them asking me. Um, mm. I don't know how many times I've been on the pregame show, but it's, it's been a lot and, yeah, I always appreciate them. I messed up. I should have wore I, knowing I knew the day before or the morning of that I'd be on. I should have wore the Bun and Cardigan hoodie. Like I, I mean, messed up a big promo opportunity. They'll ask you to do it again at some point this year, yeah. surely, right? Yeah, maybe around the trade actually, deadline. 
I almost wore a, uh, I almost made a, uh, wore a shirt that with a political statement, uh, in regards to a certain basketball player, but I decided not to. Who may or may not be retiring by the end of the year. Uh, what network do you think you've been on more, Bally or NBA TV? Ooh, probably Bally, right? Yeah, but there was a stretch there where I was doing NBA TV like a lot. at least once a week. Yeah. Uh. I'd say I'd probably say Bally. I don't know if this is something you're allowed to talk about. I apologize if it's not. I genuinely don't know. Do you have something that says like you can't do ESPN radio hypothetically? Like, do you have like what's the non-compete look like? I don't think so. Like, I as have long as a, you're not making money. I suppose I have a non-compete clause in my contract. Like, I if I left the athletic, I couldn't leave for a competing company. Right. Right. Uh, I don't. But if they wanted me like on around the horn, I don't think the company would say no i don't think so theoretically you would think that's just exposure that's a good thing yeah i'd be surprised if espn asked that to happen but yeah i I don't think the company would be against it like if i could do if i could do bally i would imagine i could do espn have you done radio in my life yeah all the time all the time i probably do a radio hit once a week do you really for who People in Lansing, people in, uh, like, if the Pistons are playing in Sacramento. I've done Doug Christie's show a ton. Oh, that's right, because last year when you did his show, I was really mad because I was him and I were boys for a little bit. I don't think he would even remember me at this point. Or even, I don't even know if I blipped on his radar at the time or if I just held on to it and was like, yeah, me and Doug Christie, we're cool, we're cool. Yeah, yeah. Probably not, though. Uh, probably, we probably not. Do have and it, well, just because I did their show like two or three times, and he was always really nice to me. And That's he DM'd so random. me. He he was one of the people that helped me during the Pistons Twitter bracket thing. Like before Blake and Luke chimed in, Doug Christie was there, and he helped me out with it too. That's so random. Your basketball, <laughs> your journey through basketball media and relationships is one of the oddest in the history of <laughs> life. Like you're just a dude who's yeah. wearing a a uh, milkman hat from the 1930s who third class titanic passenger hat yeah there you go and yeah you had you've had all this wild shit happen to you doug cade isaiah kevin love blake uh espn espn like a half dozen times through different like on tv and on the radio but anyways we're not it's really weird i'm just a guy who accidentally is his way into a bunch of really funny stuff uh I wouldn't say accidentally. It's you work hard, but yeah, go ahead. We want to talk about something serious today, James. I just and by serious, I mean it's actually not that serious at all. But if you ask Pistons fans, it's really, really serious. Uh, yeah, I feel like we just need to have the Killian Hayes like conversation. Um, I if you were saw my Twitter Monday, I got into not like a not like a back and forth with people, but we just had a discussion about the number seven pick and Killian and what he is and what he could be and all that stuff. So I figured me and you, you somebody that loved Killian um, when they drafted him, I figured mm-hmm. this is like, let's, let's have, let's have the pod now because I'm tired of people earmuffs. If you're listening to this with your children earmuffs, um, or if you do, do not like curse language, uh, plug your ears really quick. I'm tired of people bitching in my athletic comments or on Twitter about the backup point guard. Like every story, it feels like every story I need to write needs to be about how bad Killian is. This is the only, I, I, I listen, I only interact with one fan base. I I'm saying this, this is 
100% stamp, 100% fat. This is the only fan base that would rather bitch about the backup point guard than talk about the starting backcourt that they have that could that is arguably one of the has the most potential in the league. Like they'd rather spend their time bitching about the backup than talk about the starters. And it's it's only this fan base. I don't understand it. Um now listen, if the Pistons didn't get Cade and Ivy and this is happening with Killian as a starter and there's it looks like there's no future at the backcourt, like I understand it. They've gotten Cade and Ivy since. Why yeah. is everybody still harping on how bad Killian has been? Like I don't understand why the energy is 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 there. Uh so we're going to talk about that. I guess what are your thoughts? Like Well, I where we I think we can start with it is the most common talking point. I think the easiest one for people to reference and and I've always been very uh anti uh, like revisionist draft shit. I hate when people go back and look, like using the, we just mentioned Luke Kennard, using Donovan Mitchell as a perfect example. How long did people do that until the day that his ass got traded? And even now, some people will still routinely bring it up like, oh, you know, which miss do, hurts you the most? The Darko thing, the the Paul George thing, the, you know, and people will go down the list and, and do all that stuff. And when it comes to Killian, they always bring up who? Tyrese Halliburton. And the easiest counter to that, which these people have heard 100,000 times is if you went and got Tyrese Halliburton there's a really good chance that you don't end up with Cade but what's really interesting to me is then the argument just becomes yeah but you probably still would have gotten a top five pick right right so what if you ended up with Halliburton and Mobley is that better than ending up with Cade and Jaden Ivey and this opens up a whole can of worms that I don't even like to get into because at the end of the day Killian is the guy that we drafted and none of it does us any good to you know talk about the what could hypotheticals right if ifs were fifths we'd all be drunk right now yes so when you and it also I I think hurts Killian that he was the first pick of the restoration under Troy's watch, Killian Hayes was the first pick, right? right? And he was part of a draft where you got Sadiq and you got Isaiah and you you laid the foundation of what the next you know decade could potentially look like. And right. so the first guy that's off that board, no matter who it was, no matter who it was, was going to have a little bit different of a target on their back. And there was going to be a little bit different expectations that come from that guy. Not even including the fact that, again, it's the seventh pick overall, right? It's a high, high-ish high lottery pick, middle of the lottery. I guess, yeah, that's just the exact middle of the lottery technically, right? Yes. Um, and I know you have a whole spiel about the number seven pick and how we value that and, and how we contextualize that if you want to get into that. Yeah, a couple things. And I understand what you're saying. Like, I, I I get initially, like, the excitement, the wanting this to – this is going to be the guy. Like, we both love KOC, but him saying Killian was the top player in the draft didn't help anybody, um, especially Killian. Um, I, will, I will say on Kevin's behalf, he knows that he was wrong. And we have had oh, those I'm, conversations. I, like, he, he knows that he was wrong. Yeah. And, like, he, it's not – I don't blame him for it. Because we all agreed with him at the I time. I do, because I have to deal with your residue. Well, yeah. Kev, I'm just joking. But, listen, I understand it in the moment and being excited and being frustrated up until last year. But at this point, it's like Killian, as of right now, is not an NBA player. No. And you know what? It's not the end of the – it's not life or death because they got Cade and Jaden Ivey. 
Like, I just don't understand why everybody in this fan base, not everybody, you know I'm being facetious, but a, a good amount of people just want you to just talk about how bad Killian is. We know how much he's struggled. Like, that's it's out there for everybody. And I think people want me to be talk show radio guy and, like, write, and when I talk about him, write, like, he's poop or he sucks. Like, they want me to be mean. Like, this is not how this works. Like, this is perfect. Like, this isn't talk radio. This is, uh, we're professional journalists. Like, of course, I'm going to point out that he is bad, that he's been bad. I'm going to do it with facts and I'm going to do it with statistics and I'm going to, and I'm going to say he's, he's struggled here because I have to see these guys every day. So if they come to me like, Hey, I don't like what you wrote. I can point to this. Hey, tell me where I'm wrong. I didn't call you and I didn't say you sucky suck or your, your poop. Like I didn't disparage your name. Uh, here are the facts. Tell me where I'm wrong. That's why we handle it this way. This isn't right. sports talk radio. This isn't – those guys don't go to practice. Those guys don't go to the games. Those guys, they do – and I'm not knocking. Like, they do a great job at what they do, but they don't do this. They don't go and see these guys and say these things and then face them face-to-face. Right. There's a decorum that you go about when you're talking about a guy playing bad. Like, you don't just shit on him and make jokes. Like, that's just not how it is. Because you want, you have to, you work with these people. You, if you don't know how you're, you writing something bad about, or I don't want to say bad because I've written that Killian is playing bad. Like I've done it multiple times. I, I but I don't want to, like, I'm not going to write, like I said, be funny, like he's poop or he, like, whatever, whatever the word you want to use. Because other guys, like, might, he might, you never know. Like there's a relationship. Like you just don't talk about players in this profession with that type of verbiage like it's childish like you present facts he's bad at this and if one day he's like hey i don't like what you wrote well show me you want to be able to fall on your be able to fall on your sword so that part annoys me like every comment like they beat uh they beat the warriors killian play bets like so are you going to talk about how bad killian is why do you care so much you have Jaden ivy and kate cunningham is the question then, what is the consequence of Killian not being on this team? What is the consequence of him being bad? If it's that That's big what of I'm a saying. Story, it's not right. life or death. It's just people right. I don't know if it's people's fascination with living behind the keyboard and and wanting to just shit on people, or if it's like people's fascination with um people are just miserable. Like, I just don't understand what it is. Like, no, I'm not trying to be funny, but, like, if the Pistons beat the Warriors and your takeaway is, why is Killian suck? Yeah. Like, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, there's something wrong with you. So, I, I, I just, I'm just, listen, I, I under, I've i said it multiple times. I wrote it today in my piece where I did observations where Killian is not providing anything offensively except passing the ball. And, it, it, yes, he's more aggressive. Okay, but those aggress- that ag- is that a step in the right direction? Yeah, but those aggressiveness isn't leading to shots or make shots. So, it like he's just not at this point in time not a legitimate NBA rotation player. My, I just don't understand why that's like the primary talking point amongst this fan base. Like it, it honestly baffles me. Um, but to get to your point, another thing I want to touch on, we talk about this all the time, and I think one thing that's always agitated me about fans. And the comprehension of like the NBA draft is the thing you always see with Killian is he's this is what we got for the number seven pick or now I have to now I have to root for the number seven pick just to be a role player. This is 
I've always viewed it like this. Picks one through five, depending on the draft, I'll just say this. Picks one through three are like one through three in the NFL. You hope those are your star player's foundation. Depending on the draft, obviously it can, that can stretch to six to five to four. But in most cases, one through three are like your superstar potential guys. Then to me, it gets dicey. Like you get to picks six through 10. That's like pick 14 to 22 in the NFL draft to me. You get to the late lottery, the Seku, that's like early second day. You know, football, like, I think fans, like, equate the NBA draft to football, and it's not the same. Like, there's so many more positions in football. Uh, a guy can be the the third best linebacker in all of college football might go 19th. Yeah. The third best point guard in the NBA draft will probably go top six, just just, just how the league goes. So, let me let – me, and somebody said today, like, this is we're – expe- we're hoping now that our seventh pick is a role player. Yes. Yeah. Like you, that's always should be your hope because the seventh pick has not generated much more than role players. Can I read to you the list of the role players or the the picks, the seventh picks since two thousand? Yeah, you'll have to skip over Steph Curry, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, he's the anomaly. Yeah, yeah. There's always in the exception yeah, sure, to the rule. Sure, sure. Jonathan Kaminga, verdict still out. Yeah, right? but it, but I think his he's his his trajectory is that more so of a role, role player. player than of a fucking star. Yeah. Kobe White. Yeah, jury's still very much out on that. At best, role player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wendell Carter Jr., love him. Role I like player. Him. Yep. R- role player. Lori Markkinen. That's all he needs to be, too. Yep. Exactly. Lori Markkinen, love now, him. Now, well, hold on with this one. He's been really good this year, but trending he's a role up. player. Trending, trending up. Trending towards a guy, but he's a role player. He's a role player. Jamal Murray, above role player, good. Yeah. Okay. Emmanuel Moutier. Out of the league. Out of the league. Julius Randle. Good player. Now yeah. we get in. Now we get. So I. So this is. All right. Well, I, when I did it on Twitter, I did the 10 before Killian. Sure. So we have Kobe, barely a role player if you want to consider him one. Wendell, role player. Laurie, role player. Jamal above, role player. Emmanuel out of the league. Randle, good player. Ben McLemore in 2013. He's out of the league, right? Uh, he might be at this point, but he had some damn staying power, man. I tell you what, I've always loved Ben McLemore. That's fine. He was drafted eight years ago, and he might be yeah. out of the league. Yeah, so. yeah, but he's not. Yeah, yeah. Harrison Barnes, role player, career role player, check collector. Biz, yeah, check collect facts. Bismack <laughs> Biyombo, role oh, player, capital R uh, role player. Greg Monroe, out of the league. We skip Steph Curry because he shouldn't have went seventh, yeah, and anybody yeah, yeah. then should have told you would have told you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric Gordon. Career role player. Corey yeah. Brewer, career role player. <laughs> Randy Foy, barely role player. Charlie V, career role yeah. player. Luell Dang, career role player. Kirk Heinrich, career role player. Ooh, shout out to Kirk Heinrich. I love Kirk Heinrich. Nene yeah. Hilario, career role player. Eddie Griffin, I think RIP. Um, RIP Eddie Griffin. Can you Google that really quick? Yeah. I think he's... There's a story there with Eddie Griffin that uh, I believe is a little uh, interesting, but I think R.I.P. to Eddie Griffin. Yes, R.I.P. R.I.P. to Eddie Griffin. And then Chris Mim, again, career role player. So, like, when you pick one through three, (laughs) you hope these guys are stars. In the NBA, almost – and, again, depending on the draft class, like – yeah, hope these guys are role players or like border, like 
at minimum NBA starters. Like we just we that narrative has to change. Like number seven pick in the NBA draft needs to be a star. Like no, he doesn't. And I'm not saying Killian. Listen, I want to make this clear. I'm not saying Killian is a role player as now as of right now. Like some of these names I listed, he's not. But there's yeah. nothing wrong with if your number seven pick ends up being a role player. Marcus Smart has made a long, loving career for himself. Yeah. And if we want to be frank, he was as bad in year two as Killian was in year two. Mm. And he came into the league, and Killian came into the league younger. So, I don't know. I'm just like, I don't understand this fan base's fascination with, like, harping on Killian Hayes' struggles when you have – Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey, and yeah. you drafted Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart in the same draft. Definitely one of your better spiels in 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 our show's year and a half run. Am I saying time. anything that you disagree with? No, no, not at all. We're completely on the same page with this. I I identify as somebody who was in the aforementioned camp pre-draft um, with Killian in the same way that Ivy this year was a very collective. <laughs> Uh, uh, experience for people in in terms of players that they actually wanted. Most people wanted Jaden Ivey. I know on this show we were kind of banging a different drum at certain points uh, throughout the I thought they would go somewhere else with the pick, yeah. Sure, but for the most part, people were ecstatic because the the, the majority of people wanted Jaden Ivey. And whether you like to remember this or not, that was the case with Killian, where more people than not did want Killian. On social media. We yeah, there make clear. Yes, there was the uh, you know the pocket of people that wanted Halliburton. There are people that wanted Okongawu. There are people that Pat wanted Williams. Patrick Williams. You know, we could we could do this all day, but people were generally happy when we drafted Killian. So people were then generally devastated when he had the hip injury that took him out for what fifty games. It's really interesting to me that. You know, he, he plays the, 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 the back end of that first season, the final, what, 15 games, whatever it ended up being. And we think to ourselves, okay, you know, he's played, what, 20, 25 games at this point. We really can't say anything. We always convince ourselves that we can't say anything or make any assumptions about any player until they've played X amount of games, right? And with Killian, when we finally crossed that 100-game threshold. Which was, it was like, like last this, week, right? Yeah, it's like this big deal because now we can finally ridicule this guy because he's played 100 games. We have 100 examples of him being terrible in 85 of these uh, and then it's at the same time, it's like that's still only a, you know, a season and a third. Now, at that point, can you make lofty assumptions about somebody? Yeah, probably when they never shoot over a lick of 27% from three, 38% from the field. You can't score more than like five points in a game. Everything that you do is broken. The only way that you're improving is if you become a benefactor of the dudes that are around you. And so dudes are better at getting open. Like you have Sadiq, you have Ivy, you have Cade, you have Bogdanovich, you have Stu who can stretch now, you have Bagley. So like he's able to find guys a little bit easier now but this idea that he has done like if we have to cite like back screens that he's hitting in order to indicate how good or bad of a game he had he probably had a really fucking bad game it probably wasn't very good if you have to like cut the tape and he's doing anything but dish or score the ball like yeah that stuff matters it absolutely matters defense matters yeah but and i want to 
Yeah, I want to throw this out there. I'm not going to say who it was from because I don't want to blow up their spot and and make and, and assign something negative to somebody in Pistons land that we love and respect. But I was talking to a, a fellow Piston fan, and they said, after Killian, I am more cautious about guys whose games would be awesome in 1996. And they were 100% right about that because that's really – I think that's, that's the best way – that you can encapsulate what the experience with Killian is and has been is when you watch him, you think, "Damn, if this was nineteen, if this was if this was the nineties, this dude would be, this dude would be uh, Scott Skiles. This guy would be putting up twenty five <laughs> assists a game." And He's I want to I want to make this clear that like I hope you have you ever gotten the sense that I've defended Killian? Not once. Like I've been. When guys are playing bad, I usually genuinely state it on here or in in my writing. Correct. I know what verbiage you use when you are defending somebody, and you have never used that verbiage for Killian. So I want to make it clear here that I'm not defending him. I am saying I don't understand why we keep why he's why we continue to make him the number one topic topic of discussion. It is so weird to me. It's weird. Like to me, the only word I can think of is miserable. Don't you like it, though, in, if you really want to think about it? Let's really get into the psychology If they of this. lose to OKC tonight, I might have to delete Twitter. It's going to get bad. Because you know Pistons fans think they should beat OKC, but OKC is 4-4 four and four and has Shea, who is probably a top-five MVP candidate right now. Yeah, Shea, yeah. Here's so. what I don't get. Here's what I don't get. Why is it that over the offseason, yes, there were people who were like, play and play and, you know, what's going to happen? Where can they go? Not if they listen to this show. And that's but- another thing. People are getting mad at me for like not meant like mentioning that they're not winning. I told you like this isn't a surprise yeah. to me. Like this is yeah. what I expected. That's so what why I was do, say why is- would I write about why would I say this needs to change because I didn't think they would be very good this year. No, and they're not. So that's why when you play a stretch of Atlanta, Atlanta, uh, Golden State, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Cleveland. And what is that only... combined? Thirty-seven and six between those teams. Like you win one of those games, and and you are... played the Bucks hard. Yes, in the first one took in them to the wire. The yeah, and then the Atlanta one, you had them up against the rope, and that's, that's is that the game? Cade went one for ten in the second half and foul trouble. Like basically took it out of them. Like they were going that was the second game. Yeah, there was there were they went toe to toe with Atlanta yes. and Milwaukee, but people won't forget about that. Yeah. Because I well, guess they should I win those ones. This is what I don't understand. Okay, so here are the mediums. But now I, I sound like a homer, but I'm just trying to bring perspective. Can you I just don't care really about quick? this team. You don't care about this team. But I just – my goal is to – my job is to bring perspective. Like today I got yelled at in a comment <laughs> because I, I said that, that Alec Burks and Marvin Bagley coming back would make the team – if you had them healthy from the start of the season to now, that that would have made them more competitive in games or maybe given them a win or two. And some guy said – I forgot the word. He called me an idiot. So you're telling me that two NBA players, two career double-digit scorers, one of which is above 6'10", which the Pistons currently don't have a player healthy to play. need that very badly. Would not help. Not only that, does it not move Bogdanovich or Bay to the bench to help with the second unit scoring? Like – I'm not being – there's no homerism here. This is just perspective. Like, yes, in in the grand scheme of things, you might not think adding Marvin Bagley and Alec Burks to a team will make them that much better. It does when your whole team is 24 and under. It helps. That's yeah. less minutes for guys that probably shouldn't be playing, but they have to play right now. Like, I just – I'm getting tired of, like, acting like I'm sitting here defending them because I have, I have perspective. This is my job is to have perspective and to understand – 
why things may not look how you thought they would be because they're missing two of their best eight players. Yeah. Go ahead. To me, it's just when a bad team plays a good team and you lose to a good team, you just kind of go, okay. But oh, but they should have played harder. You shouldn't lose by you shouldn't lose by twenty to the Bucks. Is in the first because this is what I was going to say. In order of like mediums that I consume Pistons content now, this show is probably like my primary source. Every week, I, I learn a lot from you, James. But otherwise, in terms of opinions from other people, it's Reddit. And then I have also learned recently the Pistons uh, Discord server is very fun. I think people people chop it up in there and I th- in a really healthy and productive way. They don't talk about Killian a ton in there. There are a, different, a bunch of different channels, so maybe I just don't see it. People don't talk about Killian a ton in there. The craziest thing that I have seen on Reddit in the last, like, two weeks, since the season started, two, three weeks, in oh oh and by the way the f- guy who tweeted the other day that a source close to him uh has said that the pistons are looking at moving on from Dwayne Casey just it's just some guy by the way literally just a dude on twitter being like i'm hearing that the pistons might move on from Dwayne Casey in the middle of the season i have never been more annoyed than I have been in the last year that people will just baselessly be like, I think something's got to happen with Casey. Something feels weird. And this goes into the point that I was just about to say when somebody a few weeks ago was like, this team just doesn't seem very passionate. They just don't really seem like they want to be in these games. They always just by the end of the games, they always just look really like out of it and sad and pissed and like not motivated. I'm like, yeah, it's because they're not good. It's because they stink. Like what they're losing by 30 for five minutes in one of these games and then they have to do this like whole comeback thing. The only reason that they're able to stay in these games is because they're well coached. Now, here's the thing. Two things can be true. One, the people who say that Dwayne Casey is going to be or needs to be fired, you're fucking engagement farming. You're lying. We have. It's been documented at least a half dozen times at this point that if and when anything does happen to Dwayne Casey, he's not going anywhere. He's just going to take a front office role. He's not going anywhere. We don't anywhere. know that for sure, but that is the, that is That's the what, feeling. That is the only thing that has been communicated to us. I'm not saying that that is what is sealed and signed. She's not my lover like Billie Jean, but the kid is mine going to happen. But that is the only thing that has ever been communicated to us. So what my point is, is that to say anything else is to just go against the grain of the only thing that we have been told. To go back to your, to me, if Dwayne were to get fired midseason, I would be I would be shocked because I think Troy and both Tom Gores have the utmost respect for Dwayne to fire him in the middle of the season. The Pistons don't strike me as like a fire in the middle of the season team. Um, like things would have to be like, he'd have to lose the locker room. There'd have to be fights. It would have She's to be like stuff to. publicly that's coming out like bad, like players saying things for that to happen. I am of the belief I would be, I, Oh, I'm on the belief. I would be shocked if Casey were ever to be let go in the middle of a season. I would revolt. The The revolution would undoubtedly be televised. I would be irate if that happened. Now, what I was going to say when I said two things can be true, and the first thing I said is that people are idiots. The second thing is I am uh, – what's the word that I'm looking for? I, I can't think of it. So I'll just say – And not be- all people are idiots. People are just want to see a team win. I understand it. We got, we got hyped up and we got – there we are got, people we got in this fan base that are objectively. Well, yeah, there's there's people in everywhere that are, that are not smart. I don't like using the word idiots. That are not smart. 
when it comes to the subject that they're speaking on. Um, I am one of those in other subjects where I'll just sure. I'll just not be in the conversation because I don't know what I'm talking about. But it's self aware uh, is is the word I was going to use. Yeah, go ahead. No, I just yeah, man, I don't. I don't. It just drives me like I. I don't know if why like today was the breaking point where I just and I don't understand why everybody wants to just talk about Killian when they have Caden Ivy. What I was gonna say is I am self aware enough to also say I'm a Casey apologist through and through. There's not a ton that that man has done that I've been like Dwayne brother. What are you doing outside of playing lineup roulette, which every coach does at the beginning of the year anyways, to figure out what works with the new guys that they have. That's not new. It's also only been 10 games. It's also only been 10 games. There you go. Like, You got any... Um, somebody, how- can I read you, read you a tweet I got? Somebody listed off to me Casey's uh, record each year he's been the coach. And obviously... Is this it- sickest tweet of the week? Ooh... Is it sick enough to be the sickest tweet of the week for a new recurring segment on the yeah, Bonnie Cardigan show? Yeah, because it's just like, yeah, yeah, because okay, cool. it, it goes it, <laughs> it goes with the theme that, like, coaches can turn any team into winners. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Uh, well, while you're I, looking for it, let me fire this off. To the people who want Dwayne Casey fired, what bothers me is when it's this notion that the only reason we're not a playoff team right now is because we don't have the right coach. It's like, who do you want them to bring in right now at this? Do you want Rex to get promoted? Do you want Jerome Allen to get promoted? Like who on well, they, the market right now? You want Larry they say Brown they to come do, back? But they have no idea. They have no idea of those. You know what I mean? Like people. Sean Sweeney. <laughs> you and, all right. So I can't find the tweet, but he, the guy essentially um was told he broke down casey's record in detroit each year he's here and it was obviously percentage wise it got progressively worse right yeah no shit they went from a team trying to make the playoffs to a team completely tearing it down yeah you think (laughs) i'm trying to find i i i just Listen, is everything perfect with everybody? No. But, like, this team hasn't been able to play a game with more than one player who is at least 6'10". Yeah. This, well, I, I don't, I don't, Him and Duran haven't been together. Him and Duran haven't been – him and Duran haven't played together yet. No. Nerlens right. came, no. started playing because Duran was out. You're right. You're right. Yep. <laughs> so – Listen, I understand being frustrated. I guess, can I try to sum up, like, my... I understand being frustrated. I understand maybe expecting them to be in more games, which I think will happen if you just wait more than 10 games um, and let them get healthy and get some size back and not play literally NBA titles contenders every other night. I think that'll happen. Um, But, I see, I sit here and say this, and then... (laughs) I sound like a making excuses for him, but it's just like, to me, this is like, it's not the end of the world. It really isn't like, I don't understand why people are freaking out unless you like thought they were making the playoffs. Then I can understand why you're freaking out, but that's on you. That's why I love what Popovich did on media day. And he's like, don't bet on us to win the finals. We're going to stink this year. I wish Casey would have just been like, yeah, I don't know if it's going to happen this year just to put that in people's brains. You know what I mean? I mean, they roundabout way when they say, what is your goal this year? We just want to compete. 
That's somehow, the way of saying it. Somehow this is Steve Eiserman's fault. Somehow this is Brad Holmes's fault. Somehow this is Al Avila's fault. Because when all four Detroit sports are in the upswing at the exact same time, we expected it from the Tigers. They bombed. We expected it from the Lions. Well, the Lions thing, I think Hard Knocks played a lot into it. I think if you were – if you really – I think that the people who knew – knew that this team probably wasn't going to be that good. But there was also a lot of buzz from national pundits that was like, could the Lions win nine games this year? That's not going very well. Okay, uh, The Red Wings thing, been I mean, it's still good. early. Yeah. Lately, they've been pretty decent. So jury's still out there. We'll see, right? Yeah. So there's just a lot of buzz because it feels like all the rebuilds are like colliding at the exact same time, and we're all on the exact same pace. And I think it's frustrating for people – that none of these teams can seem to get out the gate. And if, and and now that the Pistons are playing, they're like the last of the four teams to start playing in this calendar year of, of excellent rebuilds. Um, and there, and that's, I mean, we've talked about that before on here. Like, I've always kind of hated, like, when people say, all the teams are stinking, so I need the, I want the Pistons to be good. I want something to root for. Well, it's like, the Pistons needed to rebuild the most out of all those teams. And they were the quickest to do it. Or the la- yes. the the last to I'm sorry the last to do it, oh, and they've yeah. had the most exciting of the rebuilds just in terms of like the draft picks that they've gotten, the luck of getting the number one pick. Like people still forget this thing could be way worse. Mm. The ping pong balls fell in your way. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, they so, definitely did. So uh, that's just my thing. Like just because the whole city stinks when it comes to sports, like the Pistons shouldn't rush their process. I found the sickest tweet of the week that I sent you, and it is topical. Okay. You, yeah, send it. Or tell me it. Somebody on, sent this to me or to you? On, to you. To you. I keyword search your at and then what people are tweeting you. So yeah. I was. that's how I was filtering sickest tweet of the week. This I sent you this on Thursday. Actually, it's referencing something that I mentioned at the top of this episode. So it's perfect the way that this is coming full circle. Maybe this will put a bow on the whole Killian Hayes thing for a couple of weeks. And the funny thing is we're doing their Killian spiel and they play the Thunder tonight and Killian averages like 90 points a game against the Thunder. Yeah, let's do a quick five minutes on the Thunder game tonight. That win was great. Hamadou's uh, <laughs> 11 and 6. Can uh, I tell you something? I'm if, out. Do your on, sick tweet real quick. Do, okay, you know, you're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. At James, I was a third. Hayes, 100 games now. Still the worst player in the NBA and no signs of improvement. You going to mention this? Pretty big story. Maybe write about how pathetic he is or ask the coach why he is on the roster. Yeah, ask Dwayne Casey, point blank period. Killian, why is he on the roster? What's his deal? Like what? Like what do you mean? I mean, yeah, we can. There's a couple of different branches we could go off with that tree. Um, first of all, I did it. I was the one who asked the other day, have they thought about sending Killian to the G League to build confidence? Yeah. Okay. I don't think those people are dumb. I I know a lot of the pro Killian no, people I don't are think like, that's... why would you send him to the G League? I actually think that's a good idea. I mean, I don't. I I could see it either way. Like I yeah. I mean, I could also see, like, I think it's a confidence thing. Well, I think right now, aside from him just struggling as a scorer in general, I think right now he's so deep in his head that, like, what if he goes to the G League and struggles? Like, that that's right. the right. hole you never might be able to get out of. Right. Um. Like, And then, again, it goes to why do you – why are you so concerned about the backup point guard when you have Jaden Ivey and Kate Cunningham to root for? Yeah. And also, the, I don't think fans understand, too, the Pistons are invested in making the Killian thing work. You might be in a rush. <laughs> They're not in a rush. 
That's Killian why they has, picked up his fourth year so early. Killian has Killian has no value to anybody else outside of Detroit. So if Detroit wants to keep him in house and try to do everything they can to make it work, that makes most sense for them. If it doesn't work, they can just sign a backup point guard and move on. It's not that hard. I sent you – sorry, I'm just going through our text. I forgot. Uh, I forgot to tell everybody uh, our car did get broken into. That was not very fun. I'm uh, sorry to hear that for if TikTok you have, purposes. Yeah, if you have a Kia, uh, be warned that people will try to break into your car and try to steal it with a USB. That's like a TikTok trend right now. That's what happened to us. Cops came to the door at like 4 in the morning. Um, and, yeah, insurance still getting figured out. But uh, don't have a car right now. Back window got shattered. Doesn't look like they stole anything. Don't really keep anything in there for the most part. So that's good, at least. Um, do they, like, yeah. try to steal the car or do they just try to start it with a USB? Like, is that the we don't. We don't technically know. We think that they – because the car didn't move. It was in the exact right. same spot. And you can't uh, just steal it. Like, you're going to get caught if you steal the car. Well, what I don't understand is in the so in the neighborhood that we live in. So on our side, it's just like apartments and like you know, kind of like bleh. But on literally, if you go a block over, it's like three and a half million dollar homes. They all have the little ring things at on their gates. Yeah, those and there's people one, don't have Kias. There's one pointed right at our car, and I wanted to be like, "Can you just get the ring footage from these people?" Because like, <laughs> they, no, but literally, like we can figure out. Like, what happened? Because there's a high school right here. So I was like, I wonder if the high schoolers just, like, saw a Kia on their little – and they were, you know, on TikTok in class. And now I yeah. sound like a boomer getting all mad at high schoolers. I mean, but... that, that, ham, that hat is boomerish. Yeah, you're not wrong. And then uh, I also sent you a text on Friday. Uh, I, I called the Jared Allen thing, him destroying the Pistons. I sniped that three weeks prior. I sent you a text and said, you know you what did. player in the entire league has the highest potential to go absolutely stupid against this team? Jared Allen. And that is exactly what ended up happening. Also, yeah. why? how is Jalen Duran okay? Because they were like, yeah, he might play against the Cavs. How? I guess he just sprained it. Like, it's yeah, he's been practicing. And he's probable for tonight's game. I didn't get to get this takeoff a week ago. Yeah. Reddit has converted me in a in a in a way that I already knew this subconsciously, but they gave me the power to be able to articulate it. Kevin Knox. I do not need to be mad about that anymore. I don't need to be mad about that signing. You and I have talked about this since, by the way, so you know what I'm about to say. Yeah, no, yeah. It's he's a inco- he's a guy on the roster. He's not he's not a he's he's not a dude on the team. He's a guy on the roster. You know what I mean? Yeah, he wouldn't be playing if the guys so, were healthy. Right. So I don't need to be mad about it anymore. He's just because I, I was upset because I was like, why does Troy think culturally this is going to make any sense? And now I'm just I now Tim I have Knox the, isn't a bad guy. Oh, oh, I do not dispute that he's oh, probably well, I didn't know what you meant. awesome guy. I didn't know I'm what sorry. you meant culturally. No, I'm sorry. I just meant more more like a, as a long-term guy is all that I meant. Uh, I would not dispute that he's probably a really nice guy, but I don't like watching him play basketball. You had all summer to figure out what you do. Do something. You're talking about him? Or the, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they said he shot the ball well all summer. It hasn't transferred yet. Um, In an I open mean, gym? I mean, we saw the Rico Hines pickup runs. Like, he did – again, those were all clips of makes. He did shoot it well in the clips of makes. I, they didn't show his misses, of course. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it was 
Troy's had success on reclamation projects. That was that was one. It's not. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think Knox would play if everybody was healthy. What GM in Detroit is drafting the best? Brad Holmes has a friggin' case, man. Brad's guys haven't played. Bro, yes, they have. No, they haven't. Didn't he draft Malcolm like three? Malcolm didn't he draft Rodriguez, like three straight injured second rounders? James Mitchell, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Aiden Hutchinson, um, Kirby Joseph, okay. yeah, um, Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, Sadiq Bay, Isaiah Stewart, Isaiah Livers. Time out. Time out. Time out. Well, okay. The latter part of what you said, I 100% agree. Are we crediting him with Cade and Ivy? I don't think so. Why not Ivy? It's a fifth pick. Because I think he could have took. Yeah, but the four the, picks before him were they, they dictated the board. So when Ivy just falls into your lap and you thought he was going to Sacramento, what else are you going to do? You I know mean, what I mean? He, he could have took Ben Matherin. You want to have that conversation right now? You want to have the, the you there's no kind of I'm saying, no, 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 no. I'm saying like he could have went off script. It's the it's the I, I you get credit for Cade well, because you didn't have then? to take him. What's the threshold then? Because no, because this is my argument is this is why I don't give Kobe Altman credit for drafting. Evan no, that's, I get what you're saying. Probably I give Rafael Stone than, credit for drafting Jalen Green. But I would also say that the Pistons. I get what you're saying in terms of like these guys were going to be good no matter right, what. I, right. But I would also say that the factoring like uh, Troy making like Troy would have been fine with Mobley or Green who'd been happy. Yeah. But with where the Pistons were, and we talk about it all the time, like I know people think it's cliche or whatever, but the people not the person, not the player. Like Cade was the face right, at yeah. the right time. Like that's the guy. Like Mobley's soft spoken. Do you want Jalen being the guy that talks after games and? Like no, you Kate carries himself well. Kate is clearly, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, factoring that in was a big was a big decision. I would say Livers, yes, Sadiq, Isaiah, Jalen Duran, yes, all four of them, absolutely yes. The threshold for me in my brain isn't five and up. To me, that's just a. I get the Ivy thing. But you said I could, Aiden I could Hutchinson. Be valid. Take Hutch out. I think Brad Holmes has more dudes, but it's also because there's more picks. You're just hype off one Lions win. No, that win. I mean, I loved watching. Derek Barnes just started playing good. Aiden had two tackles on Sunday. And a pick, by the way. I mean, that was a gift, but yeah. It was a good read, but yeah, it was also a horrible <laughs> throw. Kirby Joseph, uh, only the fourth player in NFL history to pick off Aaron Rodgers twice in the same game. Cool. Yeah. He's something to gonna... chew on. Yeah. He's... Amon Ross St. Brown, like the best. Yeah, that's a, that's a great pick. Malcolm. Jamison Williams. Great pick. We Jameson, we don't even know if he can walk. We don't know, but that dude can he's good. We think. <laughs> Steve Eiserman. He's done good. I was gonna yeah, say Eiserman and Troy. I'm I, Stevie might be second. There's a chance Stevie is second. To who? Brad or Troy? Troy, of course. Oh. Of course. You just said Brad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of uh football teams, I've always said, I've always said Mel Tucker deserves every penny of that ninety five million. Uh, go green, big win on Saturday. Yeah, go white. That was nice. I actually watched it. I told myself I wouldn't watch, but I didn't have much to do on Saturday, so I turned it on. I watched the uh, I watched Illinois' last possession, and that was it. Because somebody texted me, Michigan State, whoa, and I like I had no idea what was going on because I don't care. Yeah. This team doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, they're dead until I see uh, Noah Kim play. But yeah, man, like I know after this pod, we're hitting our sweet spot of 47 minutes. I know. 
I know after this pod, there's going to be comments in the Apple or whatever that's like these guys just talk down to fans, like they call fans idiots. I'm sorry if you feel that way. I truly do. If it's I, come I, I that hope way, you, I do genuinely yeah, apologize. Yeah, I, I do genuinely apologize. But I think I want people to like. I don't 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 woe is me. Like I'm. This is first world problems for James. But it's like I hope people understand like what I, at least what I'm like saying like and the kind of the what I deal with on a day-to-day basis like this is just kind of a uh, more than anything this is just a look into the the world of an NBA re- reporter like yeah that's I, a good I just point. Fi- I find it fascinating that the talking point more often than not is about Killian Hayes when you guys have Jaden uh, Ivey and Cade Cunningham and I find it I understand I, like I understand people wanting to win and being disappointed but like to not think that like missing two of your top eight players and not having uh, two guys healthy who are six ten and up at the same time doesn't like play into being competitive and uh, maybe winning another game or two like I don't know what else to say like I guess we'll just find out when I, when and if everybody gets healthy like I, I'll if it doesn't work, I'll be the first to say you guys are right. And if it if they look a lot better, I'm going to be the first one to say, talk to me nice. Like, that's just what it is. I'll own it if it doesn't work. And I'm going to talk shit if it does work. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that this team, when healthy, is going to be a playoff team. I, I, my prediction of the under was with them being all healthy. But I definitely think that once they get everybody back, they'll be more competitive night in and night out. Um, and, to sit, and they got the Bucks out of the way twice already, Atlanta twice Thank already. God. Like they got Cle- a Cleveland game out of the way. Like, do I think they're gonna beat OKC tonight? I wouldn't bet money on it. But this is a win. It's a one of those. They've only had three coin flip games so far. I would say Orlando, Indy, and this, and they're one and one. Oh, you mean just going into it? Yeah, it's like a yeah. like yeah. like yeah, your yeah, yeah. your hardcore Pistons fan is like, oh, we should beat OKC when it's like, eh, should you? Yeah. They're they're four and four and have the bet. They're gonna have the best player on the floor. Yeah, uh, like should you beat them? No. Could you beat them? Yes, it's 50-50. So they're 1-1 one one in 50-50 games. Um, everybody else, Every other game they've lost, you would say that you would expect them to lose, right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm laughing because I just thought of a goof I'm going to get off before when you're done. So I'm sorry, go ahead. Get, go. Okay, I just realized, what do you think is going to happen when Shea gives us 45? Do you think people are going to be like, we should have traded the first pick for Shea Gilders Alexander. We oh, should have done it. There will be, yeah, there will be some of that. Uh, there will be some people bringing totally that part up. That was a thing. Um, yeah, man i I appreciate ninety nine. I appreciate and love ninety nine percent of Pistons fans. Like you guys uh, are are passionate. A lot of you guys. The dialogue that we have is fun. It makes it great. I love interacting with the people I meet in person. But like, there are the point one percent that. I like that are maybe the loudest and somebody said it to me perfectly on Twitter. It's like, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of fair weather casual fans right now. And I think, and I didn't think about that. Like yep. the excitement of getting Cade plus Ivy yep. plus Duran. Like, yeah, there are probably people who haven't tuned in in a long time here and they're probably very loud expecting the team to be better. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you could maybe throw the Lions in there, too, with hard knocks, right? Because you yeah. see, oh, the Lions got hard knocks. We should watch this. Ooh, the Lions look like they're going to be kind of good this year, kind of kind of fiery. If I were to you know, put on a Red Wings game, all the information I have about them is secondhand. So if I put a game on and was like, ooh, does Dylan Larkin stink? No, he doesn't stink. But right. 
and one of my takeaways would probably be that like Zadina is the fastest skater on the planet or something like that. And I would probably be wrong. Right. Not probably. I would be because Dylan Larkin, I'm pretty sure, is the fastest skater still. And, maybe. And, and Zadina's been bad but for even, a while. You just, just look Killian. at the, You just. I mean, me and Max were talking about that earlier today. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. You just look at the Pistons' schedule. They won the first game of the year, right? Got blasted by the Knicks in New York. Blew a lead against Indiana and lost by nine. Got blasted by the Wizards. Only lost by five to Atlanta. Got blasted by Atlanta. Beat the Warriors. Only lost to the Bucks by two. Got blasted by the Bucks. Got blasted by Cleveland. So it's like they're getting blasted. They're playing close games. They've won a game that they that was 50-50, and they won a game that they shouldn't. Like I just – I am not very surprised by – what's going on of course like would you if you're a fan would you like to see them not get blown out by the bucks in cleveland of course um and, and another thing people were saying like we got blown out by cleveland without mitchell and garland garland yeah i i get what you're saying but like i think the pistons had a better chance of winning if mitchell and allen are out and garland and mitchell play like the pistons is as we've all talked about and people have mentioned as part of the reason they're bad is they're small Cleveland went ultra big with that and became a better defensive team. The Pistons only scored 88 points in that game. They only gave up 112. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a little bit too much, but it's like you can win games giving up 112. Um, the Pistons have scored 112 in one, two, three, four, five, in five of their ten games. So, yeah. I don't know, Dean, man. Dean Wade getting big minutes in that one. Yeah, they're a better defensive team without those. So I'm not saying they're a better team. That's what's going to make Cleveland dangerous is with both of those, they're going to be great. But, like, if you're a Detroit, if you're a, the Pistons, you'd rather see Mitchell and Garland than Allen and Mobley, given where the team is right now health-wise. Have we talked about how we feel about how this has all worked out for Kevin Love? Yeah, we have. I'm not, we have. I don't know if I love it. Yeah. I love – like, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. He was an ass for a little bit. He, but he was a shithead for a while. Yeah, and he bullied Colin Sexton a lot, and yeah. then was like, and then like wrote an anonymous op-ed, or I don't remember who it was. Was it Joe Varden? Like wrote a piece in the Athletic with like an anonymous source, but the source was very clearly just Kevin Love being like Colin Sexton won't pass the ball. I don't remember what the time, and I'm not trying to yeah, throw anybody yeah. under the bus. I don't I remember. Can't, who it I can't was. confirm or deny. I don't remember. But something like that happened, and. It was just because the Cavs stunk, and he signed the extension with Cleveland because they wanted to have a remnant of a championship. And then it, and then so he just threw temper tantrums for like three years or four years, and then things came full circle, and now the Cavs are awesome. And Kevin Love, in turn, is also awesome. So at least that, also that, at least that part comes with it, where he's not just bad; like he's actually doing stuff. There was a point last year where we were like, "Is Kevin Love this like a sixth man candidate?" Now people are like. Is Russell Westbrook a, a six man candidate? Probably not. Yeah. Probably yeah, not. Yeah, probably not. But let's he's done stuff. Let's wrap on this. Her loss. Drake's it's, album. It's fine. I love Fine. I love Middle of the Ocean. He was spazzing on that. Whipping the Vesper off of six tequilas. Big Benjamins like the Pittsburgh Steelers. There was some What what, what is it? the what is the bar? Something something Robert Kraft, they call the Jet. That shit was patriotic. Yeah. You think uh, we from Baltimore the way they're raving about the latest product? Yeah, there was he went stupid and that's beats beat switch was nasty. Um 
calling Serena's husband a groupie wild. Yeah. <laughs> no boo like we. And, yeah, <laughs> he, went, he went dumb on that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not my cup of tea. Like, I don't love. I thought Drake rapped really well on that. I also yeah. thought he sounded like everybody else that would rap on those beats. Like, it was fine. It didn't need 21. It was fine. It's not my favorite Drake, but it would like there's songs I like and there's songs I don't like. What is it about turning 30 that you just love house music? What happens to a person? What happens? Gotta, I'm genuinely asking. I've, you gotta, oh, this is, I like honestly never mind more than this. Yeah. Right. That's why I'm, I know you do. That's why I brought that up. I like the R&B house vibes, man. You just get older. You gotta, you're trying to relax a little bit more, keep your blood pressure down. <laughs> can't be in the car. You can't be at a red light with the shit rolled down and, you know, with this, with it, with it bumping in the back. I either need some smooth, some smooth rhythms or I need that do, do, do. That West Side yeah. Gun, one of those two. I need to feel it. I either want to be vibed out and like feel like I'm I'm falling in love all over again, or I feel or I want to feel like I want to go rob somebody. It. Uh, I think this album does that pretty pretty good job of that. I don't know. I just don't take either two of those guys seriously for as hard as they talk. You don't take Twenty One seriously. No. Have you seen them in person, man? I don't take what, any of those short? small. He's short and like size of a toothpick. I don't take none. No. Joe Rogan's a short guy. Would you fight Joe Rogan? No, Joe Rogan's muscular and has is a black belt. <laughs> I'm not afraid of 21 Savage if we're just like in a boxing ring. Well, what's weird to me is that it's a collab album, but I'm like, 21 just feels like he's featuring on a lot of songs. It doesn't feel like it's his album. No, you know I agree. I mean? Yeah, I agree. It, this just yeah. feels like a Drake album that has a 21 feature every other song. Yeah, I didn't. It was it's fine. I need. To, I'm gonna. I'll re-listen to it again. Uh, but there were songs I liked and songs I didn't. Um, it was good. Yeah, there's. It was straight. I'll probably like it more if I ever like go to a, a bar since we're next when time you're I go in to an atmosphere yeah. where it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All righty, James. We're gonna pick that this week. That's both of our picks, by the way. Uh, okay. Well, wait. Did you get a chance to pick West Side Gun? Yeah, you did because that already I did came last out. Week. Yeah, yeah. That, I forgot because the Drake album got delayed. Hey, uh, let's do a go quick... listen to the new Boldy James. Let's do a quick update. Who do you think is winning our Bunny Cardigan draft uh, with the teams that. That, that we selected? Because you Grayson, beat me in fantasy in one of the fantasy leagues this did week. Did I? I checked it. I think I saw it on like yeah. Saturday or something. I haven't had a chance to check it. I saw that yeah. I was losing though, so that's I'm nice. Three and zero so, in two leagues and two and one in two leagues. So for those who uh, missed an episode, what like three weeks ago, three four weeks ago, James and I drafted uh, the existing roster of the Pistons. Um, and we're tracking point totals throughout the season. So whoever's team has scored more points, uh, we will run through the teams really quick once again. James has Cade, Sadiq, Isaiah, Isaiah Livers, Alec. So both Isaiahs, Alec Burks, Kevin Knox, and Hamadou. Homer ass pick. I'm, I have. I'm getting blasted. I already know it. I have <laughs> Bogdanovich, Ivy, Kill, Jalen Duran, Kojo. Bagley and Braxton Key. I shocked the world. By Actually, the way, I might not be. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> you forgot that I drafted Braxton. Yeah, Key. I forgot about that. And I forgot you were the one that took kill. So for the first, like, I and Grayson, thank you so much for doing this. For yes, thank you, Grayson. He's still doing it. So I checked it. I, I pulled this email up about an hour ago before we hopped on to be like, no way, he's still doing this, and he is. Thank you, Grayson. Well, he has updated every single game. If Grayson continues this throughout the whole season, we'll send him a we'll get we'll send him a hoodie or a t shirt or something. Okay, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll send him something for his for his, for his uh not troubles. Well, I, I feel like it's trouble. 
But so through the first that. like five six games, it was neck and neck the whole time. Then Cade went off. It has since gone off the rails. Uh, James is winning five hundred ninety two to four hundred thirty two. Yeah. So that doesn't. And feel I great. still got Burks coming back. And you still got Burks coming back on the strength of Bagley. Do you I have Bagley have to, or me? I have Bagley. I might have to like. So so who was the remainder? It was it was Nerlens. It was basically get Nerlens or get Braxton Nerlens Key. Key or Magruder. And and getting Rodney is the same as getting Braxton Key. I don't think that matters. It's not. But yeah. I think I can I drop Braxton Key and pick up Nerlens Noel. No. No, we're just no, riding this out. We're riding it out. You, uh, we spent. I spent twenty minutes yelling at you for making the Braxton key pick. I'm not going to let you bail yourself out. And if memory serves, I think you gave me ample opportunity to back out of the pick. I did, and I was like, I think I was just so headstrong, and I refused to be like this was a bad pick. So I was yeah. just like, no, no, actually, this makes complete sense. I don't think yeah, it did though. You, you blew it. Yeah, but all it takes is. I mean, yeah, I mean. You have Bagley coming back. I have Burks. I have a I have a decent cushion. I like. I like my cushion. Uh, but it's a long season. Final thing. Sorry. Final final thing. I always love the November December uh, early free agent notes. Like, ooh, this team is a threat to pursue this player in free agency. Are those out and already? The first. The Pistons got their first one last week. Did you see who it was? Uh, I remember I saw people tweeting about it, but it was I rolled my eyes. Who? What was it? Grant Williams. Yeah. Woo. Man. Yeah. Well, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you're feeling are going gen- generous. To use cap space on another undersized four when they're trading Isaiah to be Grant Williams. Just do the Karis LeVert thing, please. I'm just, please, Troy, just do the Karis LeVert thing. It's only the right thing to do. It is only the right thing to do from a fan service perspective, from a winning basketball games perspective, from a ticket. Tom's going to love that trade. Tom Gore is going to make a lot of money off the Karis LeVert ticket sales. So, do you, like, what do you, like, what do you suggest, like, playing him and Burks and Livers and Duran or Bagley off the bench? Yeah. You know what I am. Okay. It's a lot of points. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also rate five stars. Rated. Ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you guys in the next one. Peace.